is in the know for Tuesday, September 7th, the 250th day of 2021. There are 115 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook, watch on YouTube, live on Periscope, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll look back on a busy, busy Labor Day weekend that and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the no he is the five-time winner of the coveted ohio newshawk award he's the two-time silver sound nominee covering every corner of the globe london moscow paris and even danville kentucky he's sam gormley and the sports morning sam morning ralph how you doing good how are you i'm uh, i'm well you happy to have a tuesday so now you can sit still for a minute well, we got soccer tonight, so not really. Well, you can sit still during the day. <laughs> True. Before you uh, get busy this evening. Uh, so you got a soccer match this evening. Who are we, uh, who are we oh, looking forward to this evening? Butler County. Butler County. Butler County. Mm. Boys we're, soccer. We're so. going get to a, get a whole lot of Butler County this week, yeah. aren't we? We've been heading into Friday night. We'll tell you more about that coming up later. It's a Tuesday, so Beach is on assignment. We say good morning over there. First Baptist Church, Litchfield knows him as their worship and discipleship minister. Who am I? The Internal Revenue Service knows him as Dennis C. Cook. We know him as Yukon Cornelius. Morning, Humble Bumble. How's it going, everybody? Doing very well. Welcome. Thanks for having me back. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back. Uh, Are you happy to have a Tuesday where you can... I mean, you're here, but it has to be less busy than your weekend. Yeah, the weekend was pretty busy, but uh, I did get a little work in yesterday uh, so so that I didn't feel as far behind today. Huh. You labored on Labor Day? Well, it's not so much labor when, when you love what you do. I understand. I see what you're saying. And then you uh, you all had a big event. I loved the photograph of you and your family on Sunday. You oh, thank you. You were away mm-hmm. from Litchfield on Sunday, but kind of went, I'll, I'll use quote fingers, back home, so to That's speak. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I went back to Pond Run Baptist, the first church I served at. We were, I was actually in college as a freshman, and uh, back home in Ohio County, we were uh, went back for their 201st church anniversary, led worship there. My family sang, and special day for us. Yeah, it was really nice. It's uh, you all color coordinated, looked nice. We it didn't know a, that until we got there. <laughs> really looking looking good. Uh, Weather wise, we're going to be warming back up today. We're going to see rain chances remain low this week with our best shot to be tomorrow morning with a cold front arriving. But those showers will just be spotty. So uh, don't get your hopes up or don't feel like your day is going to be rained out either way. We're going to see another round of cool weather arriving mid to late week. And that heat that we've been avoiding the last few days is lurking. So just Mm. be prepared that uh, some of that summer heat is going to be uh, coming back. It will return by the end of the weekend into early next week. Mostly sunny in 87 today. We'll see scattered showers in 67 for tonight. Morning showers, then sunny for tomorrow. About a 3 and 10 chance of rain and a high of 83 for your Wednesday. Yesterday's big event for K105 Digital Productions was the Ducking Hunger Regatta. The uh, crew and uh, Grayson County Alliance gathered at the Litchfield Aquatic Center for the big uh, the big race off of mm-hmm. all those uh, all those ducks. They're quick. 
I didn't think they were going to be that <laughs> they quick. Were, they were, they were, they were quick. moving, and, and the winner, my goodness, it was it was like Secretariat out there <laughs> running away with uh, run, running away with the uh, contest. So you know, you were accustomed to last year when it was held at the because detention I, center. I've never been to the one at the aquatic right. center. So by using the uh, the lazy river for something the size of a duck, it's not very lazy. A rubber duck, you mm-hmm. know, it, they get around pretty quick, and so it was uh, took about a half an hour in total, actually less than a half an hour in minutes, total yeah. to, to do it all. But uh, Ron Lehman, on his birthday, Congrats. won $1,000 yesterday for Duck 314. And then uh, Madison Willis and Joni Powell also won uh, Litchfield Aquatic Center passes. So it was a great event, and I'm happy to report $8,600 raised. That's about 22,000 meals raised for the Grayson County Alliance. I still not still feel like we need to be adopting more ducks for this event because there, yeah, I want to see weren't as many a thousand as I would duck, like. Or, you know, couple, get, get a bunch couple of ducks years ago, that. they've never raced all two thousand, mm-hmm. but two years ago, two or three years ago, it, they got up to fifteen hundred, and mm-hmm. so uh, sponsorships are increasing, and that's good. Participation, you know, of, you know, being broadcast and that type of thing. The where's quacky, you know, is creating some excitement in the four weeks leading up to it. I just think that. Five dollars. Hey, and if you didn't get a chance to do it, you can still donate. You can still give absolutely towards right. this. So sure. use this as a springboard if you didn't get a chance to get a duck. Many of us have already wasted five dollars today. So that's my, that's my point. <laughs> oh, I, what's funny? I was pointing at self when I said us. I, yeah, no, I was almost agreeing so with you that you had. You, so you, I just, you've I not that. wasted five dollars this oh, morning. No. Is it clear to clear to say. Special session is getting underway in Frankfurt today. Our governor on Saturday announced he was uh, calling the legislature back to Frankfurt where they um, they will meet in a special session to shape pandemic policies as the state struggles with a record surge of COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations. The return of lawmakers to the Capitol begins today, marks a dramatic power shift in coronavirus-related policymaking. And following a landmark court ruling from a few weeks ago, since the pandemic hit, the governor mostly acted unilaterally in uh, his decision-making. The court said you'll have to involve the legislature in that. And so what that's what they're setting out to do today. The governor said on Saturday that he's had good conversations with top GOP lawmakers and that draft legislation was exchanged, so maybe they're ahead of the game a little bit. There is no... It's not exactly like when you call a special meeting of fiscal court or city council or the the agenda doesn't have to be so finite that they can't take other things into consideration. But generally, special sessions are a week or less, and they are designed to take up something very specific more than this, you know, free-flowing, trying to figure out where does this take it, like lily pad type of thing. Mm -hmm. The agenda is usually pretty well set, and it is in this case as well. They will be asked to extend the pandemic-related state of emergency until mid-January. Then, because that's when they'll be back in regular session, can take this uh, up more wholly then. And they will be asked to review Governor Bashir's virus-related executive orders and other actions by his administration. 
on the issue of masks, the governor said he his call will ask them to determine my ability to require masking in certain situations, depending on where the pandemic goes and how bad any particular area is. He's in a favor for them. Every, he's in favor for them everywhere right now, not just schools, but uh, but. Uh, everywhere, I guess, except for outside your your home. That's where the that's where the two sides are going to conflict. That's where they're going to. I mean, the the GOP side is going to say let localized areas decide. The governor's going to say it needs to be everywhere, and I don't know where they will where they will settle because they. I think they probably are of a mind that they know the next three or four months are going to be crucial to trying. You know, we're. We're at in, from a from a number standpoint, we're at the worst that we've been. So if they're not, unless he's going to call them back once a week into special session, which he's not going to do, they need to kind of anticipate where we're going over the next ninety to one hundred twenty days to figure out what's going to happen between now and the time that they meet in special session. So they kind of have to think broadly rather than think at the at the micro level, but they also don't want to cede too much power back to him when they just went through the process of wrangling it away from him. So mm-hmm. it's going to be an interesting couple of days to see how they take it up. I'm disappointed this isn't covered by K105 Digital Media Productions. Yeah. Did you want to go be our correspondent? Oh, I love that. I would love it. Is it, I, is it I, televised, though? I, I'll get you a camera, and I can send you up to Frankfurt right now. No, me right and now. Sam. Me you and know, Sam. I, I got soccer tonight. There's no, there's no. I I got crew members I can send. There's me. no me and. There's just how about just me? I guess you seriously you can't like watch this or keep up with it. I guess anywhere. Uh like yeah, KET. actually yeah. Ket really? probably has a live stream, and then mm-hmm. Ket will have an evening wrap up as well. I'm sure Renee gotcha. Renee Shaw will be doing a, at least a daily debrief, but uh, Ket typically has a live stream going throughout the day uh, when the when the general assembly is in is in session. Okay. So again, I think it'll be kind of. What they've been doing the last few weeks is trying to figure out their posturing and what they intend yeah. to do when they get there. So I don't I, – this – it could go into early next week, but I think you're going to see a busy couple of days or, you know, lots of – Just funny to me, nothing, yeah. nothing happened three weeks ago, four weeks ago before the – the law came in that he had gone too far or whatever. Nothing had happened up until then. Then all of a sudden it's time to sure wear a mask across state. One uh, additional non-COVID related thing that he's going to ask the legislature, he being the governor, is going to ask uh, their help for is more bargaining power or strengthening of uh, position when negotiating to try and reel in mega-sized economic development projects. Uh, The governor said on Saturday that he will ask the GOP-led legislature to give the state's recruiting team more flexibility in offering incentives for investment projects topping $2 billion. So they've got some incentive offering ability, but apparently there's a cap on that. And he says there are potentially at least five projects that would exceed $2 billion that they are not able to offer the necessary incentives that other states might be able to do it. I don't know when this was last addressed. I don't know when the governor, when the government, the state government last said, here's your framework for incentives on projects uh, up to $2 billion. But the way economies have grown, right? That things are just, 
things are some some of your big construction projects are less because scale is different and da, da, da. but these large commercial projects these private projects that are coming in are easily crossing into that into a plus 2 billion dollar range so i i am for whatever will give kentucky a an equal or better footing than our competing states for economic development so you don't need indiana to get that Oof. no no you mean indonesia oh i saw that. <laughs> Uh, somebody's mom made that jersey last minute on the silhouette machine. <laughs> the state of Indonesia. <laughs> Is that what you're... <laughs> uh, I think, does that not explain everything as to why you shouldn't go there? Take your economic, economic development if there? If you needed another reason. <laughs> now, Indonesia? Yeah. What was it? Listen, I think uh, only one of us in this room has lived in the state of Indiana. <laughs> yeah, briefly. Yeah, not not very many days. I could count the number of days that I actually actually did. Um, can I say I don't like speaking of the Big Ten? I do not like the University of Wisconsin at all. Yeah, but I got to give them credit for their pregame atmosphere on Saturday. Are you for jump around? Yes. Yeah. I mean, third and fourth quarter. That's yeah, they do it. The well, and just there were. <laughs> There were pregame atmospheres all around college football on Saturday that it was this euphoric, we were away last year and now we're finally back. And there were, they weren't the only ones, but they Virginia were. Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia Tech was big. It was just, it was an amazing atmosphere. Can I tell you, though, I was a little bit disappointed in the crowd at Kroger Field. Hmm. It was smaller. Than yeah, I thought that's that it what you would get be. for a noon kickoff against Louisiana Monroe. Still I guess a season opener. Uh, Come it, on, it's and when coming up on Saturday, you've got a a lot of families probably to make the decision: Do I want to go to Missouri, Missouri, or at seven thirty p.m. Yeah, or Louisiana Monroe at noon on a Saturday? I think it's an easy decision. I would have just hoped for any opener. Like it's like opening mm. day in baseball. Yeah. It's like you should just now. There was a little bit of a. All right, what are they going to look like? Are they going to live up to the hype? And they did. Mm -hmm. So maybe attendance isn't going to be an issue through the remainder of the schedule. But um, I Saturday will be a great determination when Missouri comes to town on how good the Cats are yeah. or how bad Louisiana Monroe was. Now, Louisiana Monroe hadn't led a football game until Saturday since 2019. Correct. Yeah. They didn't win any games last year. They didn't lead a game last year. They sad. went up to an early 7 to nothing lead on Saturday, and that didn't last very long. So I don't know. And the only reason they got seven up, up 7 to nothing was because of a yeah. tipped it, interception. It, it, or, you know. right. A tipped interception and really a penalty. It mm. was going to be 3 to yeah. nothing and then a dumb penalty on a – Anyway, nonetheless. And you thought, oh, here we go. Yeah, Will Levis threw for 367 yards. That's a career high for him. Not Four bad. touchdowns. Yeah, not bad on. They had th 341 of their 564 yards at halftime and uh, gave the ball away three times. I think Cavassier had one. Levis threw two interceptions. I don't know if both of them. Josh Ali has to catch that. It's in his hands, but it was it thrown behind him, him just yeah. a little bit, without a doubt. But uh, Wandale Robinson was one of those that I wasn't sure. Okay, have we hyped Wandale Robinson up 
because he went to Nebraska and we didn't get him. Like, right. you know, he's the he's the no, one no, he's got good. away. Yeah, it was like, was it the we we think he's greater than he is because he didn't come to Kentucky? So I was holding my breath a little bit, but he looked phenomenal. Yeah, um, and their work and determination. Uh, Chris Rodriguez also on that one run. He looked like he looked like. Sometimes they call him Mini Benny. Mm-hmm. On that one particular run where he took yards after contact was just amazing. So if that's what he has in store for us, what a balanced offense. I can't wait for them to play Missouri because that's mm-hmm. that's going to tell us on Saturday how good they are, Yes, how good Kentucky is. I've already booked my tickets to Atlanta first weekend in December, right? Ooh. Are you sad you weren't in Atlanta last night? There uh, were plenty of good uh, seats uh, available. Yeah, I was going to say, you're talking about attendance for UK. Oof. I mean, well, I mean, it was in Atlanta. You can't blame. Yeah, but if Kentucky was in that game, you better believe there had been a whole lot of blue down there. I blame I blame Ole Miss. They were a lot closer, and they didn't have good but, attendance either. I mean, if you're Ole Miss, you're looking, we're playing Louisville? Like, I, I feel, isn't I, that the same as Louisiana Monroe? I, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> Louisiana Monroe might win. <laughs> 43-24 was the final last night in Atlanta, and it wasn't that close. Mm-hmm. I turned it off at halftime. Yeah, the 43-24, it was 43-10, to I think, the last time I saw. So Louisville scored a couple of times late, just had trouble. Uh, Ole Miss led 26 to nothing. That's when I turned it off. But uh, 30,000 was the announced crowd was 30,000. Yeah. They didn't use any of the upper deck. That's 70,000, uh, 71,000 seat stadium. I did see it wasn't a good weekend for the ACC period. You know, Clemson lost. Uh, but Malik Cunningham, I saw a graphic this morning that made me feel bad, is that at one point in time, I don't know if he finished the game, he led the team in passing, rushing, and receiving. Because apparently they threw to him once. No, I think he or – Didn't he throw it off the back of an catches, offensive lineman? Caught and his, own, it, caught his it, own pass? I think, I think I saw that. Bad in his stats. He realized that no, I, I got to do everything. Yeah. But no, no, it was almost the point, almost, where I kind of felt bad for him. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually did. I, I, I do – I do. They're a better program than what they've. EKU's going to take them down this weekend too. You I think so. the Colonels? No, no sure. No, Louisville wins on Saturday. It's Eastern, I hope so. and I can't wait for Saturday night. Cats and Tigers are going to be a great <laughs> night Saturday night in Lexington. Uh, yeah, NC State won. So Wolf, uh, that's big. Yeah. Right. Congrats, I know, I know one person that likes NC State. <laughs> we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Google Commemoration Day today. <laughs> Got to be thankful for that. Google found uh, founded in 1998. Yep, we. Uh, I guess maybe somebody else would have. I mean, like Ask Jeeves might have just taken over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, when Yahoo. maybe we'd say all the time, uh, "I wonder when such and such happened," and we'd just say, "You should ask Jeeves it." Mm-hmm. Is that is that still even a thing? No, I don't think so. Juno. 
<laughs> Juno. Remember Juno? Is that an actual search engine? No, well, I think so. Wow. Well, it was an internet service provider, I remember. You've got to be pretty. Oh, okay. You, Juno, yeah, it was an ISP. What about absolutely. Bing? Um, yeah. Microsoft's do, still holding do, on. Do like, you know what Bing stands for? Um, because it's not Google. Well, it's probably about right. No, I, know, I think that's actually a legitimate thing. They try and insist you use it if you use their browser, but no. first thing I do is go ahead and change my default search to Google. Exactly. It's also, Telephone Tuesday, based on the clear spike in telephone calls experienced today by businesses and organizations, the high number of calls are partly due to unmanned telephones during the long weekend. Also, summer is ending, school is starting. We have the highest concentration of schools back in session today for the first time because, you know, on the East Coast and a lot of places, they don't start school till the day after Labor Day. And so you're seeing the phone ringing off the hook today in uh, on higher than average hmm. on a day like today. Also, it's the first day after Labor Day. Dennis, I know you were up half the night. Ah, you said you labored yesterday. Were you putting away all your white clothing? Not really. No? I was actually getting it spruced up because I don't obey that rule. I was going to say, that is an antiquated rule. You are you are completely at liberty to wear, to wear white after Labor Day. Originally, it mm. was that way long ago, but it was more of when we had kind of a, uh, a more defined class system. People were wearing white, and they didn't do that after Labor Day and blah, blah, blah. But what are we looking at here? Emily Post shattered that back in the 1990s. I don't These are probably Kardashians or something. I don't Sam. know. Sam. Bye. I don't Listen, this picture not, was provided Sam, to me. They're not Kardashians, but oh, they look no. like they could be Kardashians uh, in that photograph. But uh, Emily Post said the rule of not wearing white after Labor Day comes from the early 1900s, an age where there was a dress code for practically every occasion. But so this is kind of a holdover from the leisure class. So you wear yeah. white as long as you want. Yeah, because I was offended that there was a stop stop point on that so i said i'm offended so i will wear white whenever i want especially winter my right winter white winter white winter white uh cougar football this past friday night uh cougars were victorious in hosting the mclean the grayson county cougars were victorious over Mm -hmm. the mclean county cougars look at there and uh big night at cougar stadium and and kind of getting ready and counting down to uh, homecoming coming up this Friday. We'll talk more about that as the week goes along. Uh, Sam, con- convincing win by the Grayson County Cougars? It was an exciting game. We'll put it that way. It's 49-30, to 30, uh, and there was a stretch there where both teams were going back and forth, getting their own touchdowns. I mean, it was the most scoring that I think I've had in a Cougar game since I've been here. And it was one of the most scoring that they've had in a game in, in a while. Hmm. As they had a game against Breck County that I think was 49-34 to 34 a few years ago, but you'd have to go back to a while where there's been that much scoring. Gotcha. It was exciting, though. And, I mean, listen, they're 2-0, and 2-1, and one, depending on how you want to look at it. But I like thinking that they're 2-0 and o going into Butler County on Friday night. Um, I know that there's a whole lot of festivities planned, so it'll be really exciting. Here's what we can say. We've not seen them lose a contest this year. I go. have not. I have not. We have not. We have not seen them lose. They have and, not lost on the field this year. And, I mean, there was a lot of district news for, for football. I know that we'll talk a little bit more about it on Friday. But Gavin Wimsett, the quarterback at Owensboro, is headed, believe, to, I, headed to Rutgers I this week. I couldn't he believe gone. that on uh, Friday. Which like, is – Really? Yeah, which is – I mean, look, Owensboro is still heavy, 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 heavy favorites. But oh, sure. when a Division One quarterback leaves, it's like, oh, well, I mean, that makes it at least – 
I mean, if you're looking at a percentage, it brings that percentage down a little bit. <laughs> it has to uh, have some impact. Yeah, and I mean, Although, he's, he's really good. He's he's really athletic. He's the number two playing behind Gavin Wimsett may be better than Gavin Wimsett. He, he just was occupying the starting spot. You, you, I don't know. You never know. You never know. Uh, are you? So I wasn't listening and watching extremely closely. Mm-hmm. Like I was passively listening and watching. Um, are you trying out a new touchdown call? Or no, were you just super excited because of the scoring? No, it's it. I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily trying out. It's it's. I've always been taught that you can't make things. You can't make that. You okay. have to. It has to come natural. All That's right. Marty Brenneman. When I when I okay. talked to him, that was the best piece of advice. He says you can never plan a call. It has right. to be natural. But I just noticed there seemed to be an added air of excitement and energy. You know, maybe maybe I'm adding a little bit more to the cast. of length to touchdown. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, know if that was again. By... It was like the first. I think the first touchdown they scored this year. It happened, and I was like, ah, that kind of felt good. And Marty, Marty, what he told me is, he says, you kind of know. Is it? Uh, it's like the short creek call that I do in basketball. That that I did it <laughs> once and it fit. Is it because you've been calling more soccer? Uh, see, I don't, I, I don't, I can't do the the goal in soccer. All right. I can't. My my voice doesn't. Nor can I do justice to screaming at the top of my lungs. Goal. Got it. Got it. Well, what we could do is we could record Dennis doing it and put it on a hotkey. Now, um, so that I was going to ask for a drop of Sam's touchdown. Cougar score then. I, I mean, you, it's available on demand if you want to go is. back and listen to it. Just over, go to YouTube. Over. Over. Just, over. Can you hit me with a goal now, Dennis? <laughs> uh, they, they went, got the ball in the in the net. Nets, did we? Is that it? They said, "Tell me, we scored." <laughs> and how was your trip to Danville on Saturday? It was good. It's different, yeah. very different. I mean, the college game is very obviously different than the high school game. A lot more players. <laughs> that's yeah. the, that's the challenging yeah. part. I mean, both teams had 120 players. Well, maybe not that many, but 100 players compared to 40 on each side. So it's a lot more to try and memorize and know the names and, and everything. And um, games a little bit faster, but different in some ways. They throw more than you see. A lot more. You know, it's just it's very different. But it was exciting, and it was a, a 56 to 34 was the final score. So it was a very high scoring game, and the Colonels. Picked up a win against they Hanover did. College. Is the hospitality room better at at center than it uh, is at Grayson County well, High mean, School? C- considering that the one at Grayson <laughs> County High School is no, there was a uh, there was a ta- uh, folding table with some sub sandwiches on it behind me. That was the center nice. hospitality. Which again, listen, I'm still compared, better better than Cougar Stadium, but barely. I mean, listen. <laughs> so you're saying free food? No is, sandwiches at Cougar Stadium. N- no. Uh, now, when they host the district tournament in basketball once every four years, sure. that, that is when it – I mean, uh-huh. listen, the illustrious sports writer Don Brown, that's the, his favorite time every four years because he says Grayson County does it unlike anybody else. I feel like I'm next to Tom Leach right now. <laughs> I'm a little nervous today. Can you all believe that come Sunday afternoon we're finally going to have all three levels? We're going to have high school, college, and – the NFL all underway. That that to me, not Labor Day, but it's this upcoming weekend that really signals to me fall is knocking at the door because mm-hmm. the NFL is underway. So uh, here kind of are some some predictions that I found a list of them that m- might be interesting for discussion. Okay. 
But look for the Bills in the AFC East. Oh, hands down. The New England Patriots have long had a stranglehold on everybody in the AFC East. But prediction this year that Buffalo may go 13-4 and and that Josh Allen wins the MVP. None of that that is surprising because the Bills won the division last year. Yep. So they that'd be back to back. What? Let me guess. Dolphins in second. Patriots third. Jets fourth. Patriots two. Patriots are predicted okay, no. at ten and seven. Nope. Which will be hard to uh, accomplish. Uh, give me the Dolphins second. You heard it here. All right. Dolphins predicted down. here at yep. eight and Got eight it, and nine. AFC North. Don't uh, you dare mention that team first. Earmuffs, Sam. Put your earmuffs on. Steelers. Listen, I and will... Browns may likely tie at the top of the no AFC chance. North at ten and seven. No chance. No chance. No chance. Ben Roethlisberger. Huh. The Bengals here are predicted at seven and ten on the year. Get to, eight and nine. Uh, I'll say eight and nine. Listen, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. And um, the Ravens likely to miss the playoffs. Yeah, no, I don't uh, see the that. Deal. In the AFC South, the Titans should win the division at ten and seven. Whoa. The Colts at nine and eight. The Jaguars at four and thirteen, and the Texans at three and fourteen. Until the Texans get their issues, their off the field issues resolved. They're kind of a cloud over that uh, organization. I mean, that that, uh, that division is not very good. No, so. it's 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 not. But um, I will be. Most people will be watching to see what Trevor Lawrence does in his mm-hmm. rookie season. You know, will he set a single season rookie record for most TD passes? Well, that kind of depends on whether he has anyone to throw it to or He's not. He's got DJ Chark, who's a good receiver. Dennis, are you jealous of his hair? I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, Trevor but, Lawrence, the quarterback from Clemson. Oh, Clemson. Got, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, the, he, I wasn't jealous of his hair. I know I'm not. No, no, it's not. Dabo really would have liked to have had him back on Saturday. I guarantee it. Yeah. DJ Uigalele, or however you say it. Ukulele. Ukulele. I will say I don't follow NFL, so I'm wide open right now for suggestions. I'm giving you suggestions with these predictions. No, I don't want to follow who's supposed to win. Come join the the perennial sadness that is being a Cincinnati Bengals fan. The AFC West should be the leader of the class. Should be the Chiefs, fourteen and three. The Chargers Mm -hmm. at ten and seven. Uh, Raiders, then the Broncos in the AFC West. Uh, The Chiefs will just continue to be the Chiefs, Mm -hmm. at least for the foreseeable future. In the NFC East, expect the Washington Football Team. Mm-hmm. At nine and eight, just ahead of the Cowboys at eight and nine, the NFC North Packers at twelve and five, Vikings at seven and ten, and this prediction says look out for the Packers for this to be their year. Then the NFC South, the Buccaneers will finish ahead of the Saints at thirteen and four, Falcons at third, Panthers at six. Look for. Um, did you see in the 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 Landon Young's grading? In his uh, in the preseason, on he was the I think second, second best rookie mm-hmm. in the league at uh, his his grading after mm-hmm. uh, after the playoff after the preseason games. So the playoffs should go Packers over the Saints in the wild card, Forty ers over the Seahawks, Rams over the Washington football team. Are they going to get a name anytime soon? No, that's what I was. They're, ask. they're down to four, they I believe, are. and the football team is on that list. That they're just going to stick with it. Yeah, uh, this has this says this has the Packers in the Super Bowl representing the NFC. I actually think that it's going to be. Um, I think that it's going to be the Rams. I think um, 
I think the Rams go to the Super Bowl. Hmm. Then in the AFC, look for the Chiefs, the Bills, the Titans, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Browns, and the Chargers. The Steelers, no. I'm not even being a hater here. They are not making the Super Bowl. Oh, no, I didn't say they were going to make the Super Bowl. I'll be surprised if they make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And that's not me being a hater. That is me being factual. You sound awful. Sounds like you're being a hater. You're you're right. Listen, I fully admit that, that I hope that they never win another game. Wow. I kind of want to cheer for them now because Sam is being so Dennis, mean. Our, our, any friendship that we would have would done. <laughs> done. I can tolerate you being a Chicago Cubs fan. What if I'm a Tennessee Titans fan? I, no feeling because the Bengals whooped up on them last year. Okay. Ooh. He, he said he wasn't being a hater, but no, I, Dennis, I, listen. You've heard, you've probably a heard fan. a lot of hate in your lifetime. Is that sound what does hateful? that mean? <laughs> oh, listen, I. That I'm, does I'm sound meaning, hateful. I'm meaning that my prediction is not <clears> – that is not having an impact on my said prediction. I fully admit that, <laughs> no. Listen, they are at the bottom of my list. All right, so let me ask I'd you this I'd rather question. Louisville win than Pittsburgh. Sam. I'm going to give you – I'm going to give you, Sam, a, a premature, an early point to ponder in the show today okay. as we get to a break, okay? I'm going to ask you this. Was Boomer Esiason mm-hmm. the first person to be told, okay, Boomer? <laughs> It, it, it's very possible. Seems plausible to me. We're going to get to a break. We come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know your thumb? is approximately the same length as your nose. I think I, I don't know. I, I, my thumb looks a little longer. guess it depends on where you technically define your nose begins. Yeah, that's what my question or, or do you, is it like the, the hypotenuse of the nose? <laughs> I need Kleenex. I don't know. Sorry, we're fresh out of Kleenex. There's, there's your T-shirt right there. Oh, yeah, good idea. That's Christie's get... T-shirt. Uh, so um, this past weekend, we've mentioned it's a big weekend. There are a lot of sports. Mm. Uh, big weekend for U.K. football. Obviously, the Cougars won as well. And, a, you know, a couple of good games. That was a, uh, you know, a lot of people in the country were watching that Ole Miss-Louisville uh, game last night. And then a lot of people watching the Georgia-Clemson game on Saturday night. But... I also don't want to skip over the fact that Mayberry Man is now available to those who would like to see it. Yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like I'm in the in the presence of acting greatness oh, today, boy. having Dennis on the show. So I didn't ask for this. Have you prepared your Oscar speech yet? By the way, uh, do you have an IMDb page? I do, Uh, and I did not know that until Joey Snyder looked it up and sent it to Brad and I. You do have one. Yeah, we are. I got to go look this up. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's the only thing on there is Mayberry Man. Mayberry Man. But but it is a credit. It is a film credit. Yeah, we're in the credits. Yeah. Okay, so you went to what Danville, Indiana? Yes, Danville, Indiana. So a year ago, we were filming in Danville, Indiana, and then. A year to the date, we were on the red carpet premiere. Uh, actually, it was not red carpet because it had to be moved inside because of a, a torrential downpour throughout the prelude of festivities. Okay. Um, 
So many questions. Okay. Um, and I don't know that we have enough time this morning. Can we get Brad on? To exhaust all, all of my questions. But maybe a special then? A, per, a special perhaps, digital production? Perhaps we could do that. Um, that really, you know, digs into. I really want to hear where you had to reach to find your character. No, you, you don't want to know. Method acting. Where did you stay in character the entire time, et cetera? But at the top of my list of things I'm curious about was on this trip to Danville, Indiana, were there any disagreements over going to a drive-thru or not going to a drive-thru? Uh, there were a <laughs> couple precursors in the planning of what happens if we need a last-minute wardrobe change or we had to use the restroom and we can't make it any longer. We could not stop at said restaurant uh, even for that, okay. not even for food purchasing. Okay. Um, but there was a disagreement about where we're purchasing umbrellas and how many we're purchasing because uh, yeah. my my counterpart in acting is the size of a toothpick, and he thought that Brad, the Brad two- Travis. Let's, yeah. let's mention, yeah, okay, Brad sure, yeah. sure. I didn't know if he'd be comfortable with that or not. I don't care if he's comfortable. I'm, well, I'm telling people, uh, I don't want to leave them in the dark. I, I love Brad, and he can fit under four of him underneath an umbrella. I said, hey, one per person probably be best. So we had disagreement. <laughs> I called him Dad at the checkout counter at the Dollar General in Danville. He didn't like that, so I tried Papaw that. That was worse. <laughs> but, no, we had a great time. It was awesome to kind of see um, everything come together into a family movie, a wholesome movie. It's not a remake of The Andy Griffith Show, okay? It's it's highlighting the Mayberry Fest that happens a couple times a year with the tribute artists to kind of dress up and act like them. But it's a good story. It's a family story. Think Hallmark movie, but better. I, I, I found his IMDb page. Are you ready for his biography? Of course. Dennis C. Cook is an actor known for Mayberry Man. That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, look up your IMDb page, Sam, and read it. Uh, it is extensive. <laughs> that was awesome. awesome. Do it. I'm so yeah. glad that you have your own IMDb We need to page. get a picture of you on here. I'm just interested. I, yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. what's it take to get your picture yeah. up there, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That, I didn't know what it took to get the page. I well, didn't do it. You know, a lot of times when you look up on IMDb, they have stills from the things you've appeared in. Oh, that would be easy. How long will it be before there's a still from Mayberry Man? I don't know. That's associated with your IMDb page. Now, well, I think the uh, obvious next question is... Where can I view Mayberry Man? You know, I don't know. Is it going? Let's it, see if I can even. Is it going to something about it's like really washed out? I don't know yeah, what the. I don't know if I. Um, well, guess not. Okay. So you I'm don't know sh- where it can be viewed? Well, at my house uh, right now, I have a DVD. Okay, so it is available on DVD. Uh, not so yet to the public. Oh. It's so those own. those who were VIPs at the premiere got a DVD. At the premiere, does the DVD is it DVD like written on with Sharpie or does it have its actual own jacket? No, and it's packaging? the whole deal autographed by the director. It's it's the whole deal. But. Okay, so let me get this straight: you all went to the trouble to shoot and produce this movie, and only people who were in it get to see it. That's not that's that, not how movies work. That's not what mind. I said. Okay, uh, and and don't make me pull up the IMDb page. <laughs> Do you have an IMDb? Mayberryman.com. No, Mayberryman.com. And I will say that my church has a uh, fellowship coming up in October where they might be seeing it. Do, uh, do you have written permission 
to, to show it? Hello, I was in it. Okay, I don't think that matters. <laughs> Pretty sure that's all I need. I, mean, I don't think that like people that play in the Super Bowl don't. We're not showing it at church. If that, ma- if oh. that fills you in a little right. bit. Right. I think I got you. Sam will find out during the break where we can actually watch Mayberry. Mayberryman.com. There should be info on that. I'm looking at it right Us now. actors, we can't keep up with the little details. You want to go to Smithfield, North Carolina? It's playing this weekend. I do not. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the Note. Well, I got a woman way over town. to ponder for today. All right, so I read about the passing of Willard Scott over the weekend. One of the things that I did not know about Willard Scott was he was the original Ronald McDonald. I'd heard that. I can't believe I didn't know this. But then that led me to ponderance. So Ronald McDonald, yes, by the way, you know I love McDonald's. Okay. I had McDonald's this, for breakfast this morning. You're loving it. Ba-da, ba-ba-ba. Um, Ronald McDonald, got it. Hamburglar, got it. Oh, yeah. Mayor McCheese, mm-hmm. got it. Sure. You're forgetting the most important one. What is Grimace? He's, he's a ripoff of Big Red. They're cousins. Could it be the other way around? I doubt very seriously that Ray Kroc. <clears throat> he, he, he came down to Bowling Green one time and he said, look at that. I'm creating a mascot based off of Big Doubt Red. it. But what purpose, though? Think, think about it. Okay, so you got Ronald McDonald. He's obvious. And you got the Hamburglar. He serves a purpose. And then mm-hmm. Mayor McCheese is fighting crime mm-hmm. against the Hamburglar. The Fry Guys, you know. Mm-hmm. What perp? Like, what? what is Grimace's purpose Grimace in life? Grimace represents the everyman. Grimace represents everyone else. Not everybody can be a but clown. You don't want to like you, you would never say, I bit into that Big Mac and it was so good I grimaced. Like you wouldn't <laughs> Listen. Hey, it made the Avengers movie. But I, I just how come no one has questioned this before to say that doesn't fit? Because it's that's a simple answer. Because all attention is on the hamburger, and for good reason. <laughs> I mean, why? he has his what? prison outfit on. Did you say for, the Hamburglar? Well, I get all fired up because he's got a mask on, he's got the prison outfit on, and this is Happy Meals we're talking about. <laughs> it's serious business. It is. Why okay. are we promoting this? I'm okay. And then we're, we're over here talking about Grimace? Gr- Grimace is minding his Listen, own business being happy. Isn't Grimace kind of shaped like a McNugget, too? In 2014, we in a tweet, about body image. McDonald's said he is the embodiment of a milkshake or a taste bud. I'm going to need you to pick between those two. Like You can make an That's argument stupid. that he's one or the other. <laughs> You're not going to hedge your bets, though, and go, whichever well, one you'll believe, I'm going like, to say. Like, Big Red is supposed to be the hill. That's kind of the, the, the reason for Big Red is he, since they're the hilltoppers. That's an interesting interpretation. Well, Grimace is an interpretation of someone who eats at McDonald's every day. It's basically yes, what. Yes, and so maybe that gives some credence to him being a taste bud. There you go. But and Bud, as they just friend, call him named Bud, wouldn't Bud be buddy, better than Grimace? Buddy. Yeah, I mean, but isn't Grimace kind of fun, though? You remember Grimace. You're a happy, jovial character. What's your name? Grimace. <laughs> it just doesn't. It does not talk that way. Run. You've heard Grimace talk? Who hasn't? 
<laughs> on television tonight on NBC, the semifinals, second semifinal on America's Got Talent on PBS, the season 40 premiere Frontline. I'm going to need someone from the uh, McDonald's marketing department Grimace. in Chicago to Is talk to me about like this. I'm tweeting somebody. History Channel season two premiere of History's Greatest Mysteries. I think I have just discovered <laughs> you one. You have. Is this there, on there? There's the season three premiere if they'll get busy. And on FX, a season three premiere of Impeachment American Crime Story. So mm. uh, the Clinton. I'll pass. Clinton years is what they'll be talking about. Cougar soccer tonight. Watch that instead. Soccer tonight. Uh, okay. 7 p.m. kick. Today's highlighted history. This date in 1977, the Panama Canal Treaties, calling for the U.S. to eventually turn over control of the waterway to Panama, signed by President Carter and the Panamanian president at the time. Tupac was shot and mortally wounded this date in 1996. Let's see. Gloria Gaynor, born this date in 1978. No, Gloria Gaynor is 78. Mm-hmm. Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders is 70. Corbin Burnson is 67. Diane Warren is 65. Leslie Jones is 54. Oliver Hudson is 45 today. Corbin Burnson. Um, is is he the one in Psych? Is he the dad? I don't know. That, I'm not familiar with that. For me, he's Arnie Becker from L.A. Law. But he's been in. Uh, he was in a baseball movie. Yeah, and... yeah. He's he's the the dad in Psych. Okay, good show. Uh, Gone but not forgotten. Grandpa Moses, Grandma Moses, sorry, was born in 1860. J.P. Morgan in 1867. Paul Brown was born in 1908. Rest in peace. So, Sam, mm-hmm. Paul Brown. What what is the Cincinnati's the Cincinnati football team? Their stadium is Paul Brown Stadium. Okay, but Paul Brown is associated with the Cleveland Browns. So he was with the Browns, got mad at them, and and came and formed the Cincinnati Bengals. Because okay. Paul Brown's son is the owner of the Bengals, Mike Brown. Okay. Who is is controversial in Cincinnati. We'll put it that way. He is? Yes. yes. He's kind of like a Jerry Jones, but he's not as outspoken, where a lot of fans kind of get frustrated. Mm-hmm. But is it true the Cleveland Browns were formed when they combined the Cleveland Blues with the Cleveland Reds and the Cleveland Yellows? <laughs> is that true? I, I, <laughs> Dennis I wants that to be true. I serious, Clark? <laughs> I can't go with my uh, what my typical retorts to Browns fans would be. We are on the radio. 1959. Santo and Johnny, number one. With Sleepwalk. Dennis, every time you sleepwalk, this music plays. How great would that be? If you were awake, you would know it, but you're not. I'm you're not. asleep. I feel like you have to be sleepwalking like on a beach, though, or something with that. With a, a twangy. I like that. I want to tell you all a story about a Harper Valley widowed wife. 1968, Jeannie C. Riley was number one. Who had a t- with this Tom T. Hall penned song. Rest in peace. Mm, yep. Well, her daughter came home one afternoon and didn't even stop to play. And she said, Mama got a note here from the Harper uh, Valley PTA. What a great story song. Mm-hmm. I mean, the story is unfortunate, but mm-hmm. it's still a great story. 1977, the emotions number one. With best of my love. Whoa, whoa. 
That's all you get. Oh, I like that. The Corsair's best part. Mm-hmm. Let's go to 1986. Yes, we could say, Dennis, you're not jealous of Trevor Lawrence's hair. you got to be jealous of Lionel Richie's hair in this Yeah, movie. I'm jealous of a lot of Lionel Richie. What a unique song. Especially since he can dance on the ceiling. How did he do that? He danced on the ceiling. I mean, yeah, it's weird. It's uh, some type of illusion. Let's go to 1995. Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Definitely a different music video than the last one. No dancing on the ceiling. In <laughs> no. That Singing in an empty theater in this one. Mm-hmm. Let's go to 2004. Avril Lavigne, number one, with my happy ending. Heard this? Is that on your playlist? No. I've heard it. <laughs> 2013, eight years ago today. Yeah, we almost thought it was longer than that. <laughs> it went by really fast. Robin Thicke, T.I., Pharrell Williams, and Blurred Lines, number one. Eight years ago today. MB's problem was, you've never heard this. No. You've really never heard that song Honestly, before? I haven't. There's no way. I don't know how you've been shielded from it. I mean, Whoa. just playing in stores or uh, at I mean, ball games or... No, I'm... That doesn't ring a bell. I mean, I'm impressed. I'm I know like, the two people that you're talking about, though. Okay. Well, that, that certainly helps. Yeah. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Education is what remains after one has forgotten what one has learned in school. Education <laughs> is what remains after one has forgotten what one has learned in school. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Dennis Cook, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. <laughs>